Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we are talking about The God's Lie. This manga is written by Kaori Ozaki. As far as I'm aware, she started her career by making shoujo manga in the 90s with a series called Immortal Rain. At least that's that seems to be her most uh, successful shoujo series. Wow, what a awesome title. Immortal Rain. Yeah, or at least that's the English title. I don't know. I can't remember what the Japanese title was, but uh, but yeah, it is a it is a an interesting title. Now, and... now, are we talking about rain as in raindrops, or rain as in like a kingdom? You know, the king's rain. Right. I was thinking about that too. It, it is written as rain, as in raindrops. Okay. Um, okay. But less but epic, but still. Pretty what, when you when you just say it out loud, though, it kind of sounds like the other rain. Immortal uh, rain. <laughs> Either way, um, so yeah, she kind of had a career as a as a successful shoujo mangaka for a while, until uh, well, I I, I believe she, she hasn't dropped that completely. But uh, in twenty thirteen, she published The God's Lie, uh, which was her first manga for the seinen demographic, and since then she has also done one other seinen manga called The Golden Sheep, which I've also read and I love that one a lot as well. But anyway, uh, if my memory serves me right, you and I, James, picked up this manga, The God's Lie, independently of each other around the same time last year, which I, I think is pretty funny, uh, like a pretty funny coincidence. And since, I don't know if I've heard about it from too many other kind of directions, um, but it is like a, a short and sweet manga that I, I thought it was a perfect thing to cover as a one shot on the podcast like this. Yeah, I had not really heard about it before I just saw it at the bookstore. I don't remember if you had mentioned the title just offhand as something that you were interested in. And that's what got me when I was at the bookstore. It's like, hey, did Petter mention this? I can't, I can't remember for sure, Mm-mm. but we weren't <laughs> even talking about, oh, let's read this. I think that was just something no. you had said offhandedly or uh-huh. if that actually did happen or not. Right, um, right. <laughs> either way, yeah, I I just saw it, and the art and the title really intrigued me, so I, I gave, gave it a shot. I think what's really interesting just about the publication of this is that it was first published in 2013. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this appeared on bookshelves here, but I don't know. It, it, almost, it almost seemed like a new release. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, so... The back, like the the last page of the book, I'm just looking right now. It says something mm-hmm. about 2016, so maybe that was when it released. So maybe it's like, been around for a while in English, or all the specific edition at the very least. Mm. Gotcha. Well, it's uh, yeah, I haven't heard many people talking about it. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I think it's it's worth people giving a shot. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's. Uh, well, uh, well, and also before we get into the actual discussions here. Uh, obviously, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the entire volume here. <laughs> yeah. It's not a long one, so if you haven't read the whole thing, just finish it and come back later. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about everything about this manga, so so yeah, you haven't warned. And we're going to start by talking about Ryo Suzumura, the uh, female lead of this story. A girl who's been forced to to really grow up faster than most other kids because of this 
well, all the shit that she's had to go through, really. Yeah. Truly, some 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 really traumatizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, on 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 this reread that I did today, I I thought it became um, or it it I I really felt I I felt so much for her, uh, in the in these early parts of the story before everything becomes clear to the reader, or at least the first time reader. But obviously, since it was my reread, I really felt for her when uh, she was lying about her family situation and and really how she was in denial about her dad. Um, mm-hmm. It was really quite heartbreaking. Yeah, the the denial about about her dad is really tough because I, I think a lot of us don't want to don't want to think the worst of our family members. Don't mm-hmm. want to think. And maybe and maybe there's a bit of selfishness in there. Like we don't want to be looked down upon. We don't want to be pitied i mean she even mentioned that if something like this were to happen uh it'd be a, a grand or if, if this were to get out it'd be a grand scandal which it was mm. but yeah I, I don't i don't blame her for feeling that um it's kind of a mixture of not wanting to put shame on your family on yourself but also having this this connection to a family member now not everybody is like that some people really can cut off from their family for either good reasons or bad reasons. Mm. But I think a fair amount of people, no matter who their parents or family members are, it's hard for them to completely, completely disconnect. Yeah. And in in Leo's case, it was really important for her to, at some point, let go and accept the fact that her father's a scumbag mm-hmm. and that he doesn't love them. So... Uh, it's hard for you know a twelve year old to learn that lesson, but uh, I think it was a really uh, well done or well written way of of um, portraying that. Yeah, it really, really was, and and I don't know. Yeah, just seeing like everything she she had to deal with, like she lost her dad and her grandfather on the same day, essentially, uh, mm. and and she had to bury her grandfather all by herself and. And surely she must have had her doubts about her father's, like her father's, yeah, his honesty, kind of, even from pretty early on. I or at least it must have been building slightly from pretty early on after he left. I imagine, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. yeah, as you've been saying, yeah, it definitely can be hard to kind of accept all of that. Yeah, but on the other hand, I thought it was heartwarming to see how she was really quite like. Be cheering up little by little the more time she spent with Natsuru uh, in the especially like the first half or so of this series mm-hmm. like the longer they lived together she seemed to be in a better mood and well and then obviously there there are the romantic uh, feelings of course that I think were quite obvious from quite early on yeah and, and I think they, they did start with Rio and I think when when one is in love it's easier to to feel a little bit better and you know maybe she needed that oh i i think i think that was good for her in that tough time of her life yeah uh i agree and it was heartwarming to see some of those uh i guess hints that she was falling for not to do or you know really thinking about him i, I really like when she's at the bookstore and she grabs the easy recipes he'll love book I'm like oh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's cute that's very cute. Mm. And yeah, it was it was sweet seeing their kind of young love blossom. Yeah. Even though 
hear me out. Uh-huh. Maybe they're a little young. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it is 11 and she's 12. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a very sweet story and it's fiction and I get it. Um, and, and look, maybe there are, I mean, nowadays it does seem like teenagers or preteens act more and more like adults, it, it seems. But I don't know. I The scene where they're in the little inn and um in the the closet and they mm. and they kiss it, it it's a it's a strong scene and a kind of a good build up but also it's like wait a minute how do they even know how do they even know that like <laughs> they're 11 or well you know they're they're so young they're still in elementary school <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think i mean i, I agree with you generally that is a bit a bit strange, and it's I don't know. it's easy to forget about their young ages. Right, when right. In, when you're kind of invested in the story, you don't necessarily think of them as being as young as they actually are, and maybe that is because they don't quite realistically feel that feel that young. You um, don't think so? Because in certain ways, like in these ways that that, that you've been talking about, especially like the romantic side of it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Like you know, but 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 still, as I said at the beginning about Rio, at the very least. I think she has been forced to mature faster than kids her age because of the trauma that she's been put through, kind of. So I think it, it sort of makes sense for her to be a bit more mature than other kids her age. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, for someone who's kind of been deprived of much love throughout her life, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it right. makes sense for her to be reaching out in that way. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Very, very interesting. But I guess really t- touching real quick on acting their age or whatever. I-, mm. I think for the most part, they do act like, you know, 12, 11 year olds. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Leo is acting much more mature and has a lot of responsibility on her shoulders, um, even has a budget and everything like that. But I mean, I think it, feel- it still feels realistic for for their age. And I- especially Natsuda, I feel like is fairly accurate but yeah but i but i like i said i agree it, you know it does seem like this the romance part may be a little more adultish but still it you know it, it's a story and i think it it's nice that it's there yeah and i, I think it adds i think it adds it's not it's not doesn't really take away from it but yeah i couldn't help but think about their age when it, it was all said and done yeah, and yeah, and I think that's fair, and I I think I, I did a little bit as well. But speaking about their age and whatnot, in relation to Rio here, when they were out in the rain during the summer festival, uh, Rio pointed out that it's more socially acceptable, basically, for a kid to do certain things or certain weird things, kind of, mm-hmm. such as playing in the rain and getting soaked. And it makes it kind of sad when you when you consider that she has really been as I've been saying, forced to grow up faster uh, than other kids. But she's still, or at least p- part of her is still, is still trying to hold on to that, well, well, to her childhood, despite of all of that. And I think that's sad in a way, but also really beautiful. I think there's a, f- a few layers that could be taken from that. Because obviously there is something wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. there is something wrong with her uh the guilt is eating at her she has a lot on her mind lying to herself in many ways 
but she's using this ex excuse just to be out in the rain. She's saying, oh, well, I'm a kid, so it's okay. You know, when I'm a doll, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. uh, but do, but in, when in reality, there is, so, there is things eating at her. She's not really doing this. I mean, maybe, maybe there is that, uh, yeah, I'm doing this because I want to be out in the rain. You know, I'm just a kid. But there is something eating at her. And I don't know. I, I think there's kind of a, a few ways to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, d definitely. And I, I don't think most kids have that th or ha have those thoughts, you know? Yeah, most kids, yeah. if, you wanna go, if they want to go out and play in the rain, they will go out and play in the rain. And <laughs> right. there isn't much more to it than right. that. But here we have Rio, who is really just contemplating these these things about about when she grows older, this is not gonna be okay any any longer. That's not, I guess, quote unquote, normal. But I, I yeah, I, I believe it has a lot to do with her her troubled life. Mm -hmm. it was, you know, kind of speaking of those troubles, I think we briefly mentioned it, but she buried her own grandfather <laughs> in the yeah. crown. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, that's that was quite shocking. Very. Leading up to that reveal, there was obviously something up with the shack and that garden. It was nicely hinted at, you know, with the ghost yeah. stuff and things like that. So it wasn't mm. it wasn't truly obvious what it could be. And it wasn't until you know we start digging in and or it wasn't until we started like seeing or noticing the smell that I think the yeah. thoughts of there's something going on there. Precisely, especially when when uh, the smell is described as rotten, I'm like, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> that's not good at all. And as we got closer to the big reveal, I started to wonder if it was, <laughs> if it was the mom actually, like their um, their mother who had ended up dying at some point. Uh, turns out it was the grandfather. So the mom just, I guess, either was never there or ended up uh, just leaving at some point. For, right or, or what not but uh yeah i mean talk about a traumatizing experience yeah. uh like you said losing the two people who are basically your adult figures just in yeah. one night like it or one day it's crazy it really is and then obviously came the moment when she actually did see her dad again for the first time in like over three months uh, mm -hmm. and i was not it nice. was so ah uh, like it, all, all she could say in the moment was where's the crab how was alaska <laughs> even though like she's aware she knows at that point those are 100 percent irrelevant questions yeah but it's like all that comes to her and and her dad just ignores her Bro got issues. <laughs> he does. Oh, that is so dreadful. Uh, I, I feel bad in my whole body just thinking of, like, just recalling that scene that right now. It's yeah. so horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a horrible scene. So it's not, not strange that she loses basically all of her motivation to do anything after that. No, not at all. Like, yeah, that's... Totally understand that. Yeah. I think it goes to... Or it ties into one of the themes of the story that I think I'll probably dive into more when we talk about Natsudu, but you know, mm -hmm. the gods lie, you know, and and the lies that that are told to us or that we decide to believe, but when the truth comes down, 
mm. it can it, that can be a little rough. Absolutely, uh, precisely. Especially, especially in this case. I mean, that's that's a truth. She just didn't want it to believe. And yeah. Hard to accept. Precisely. Yeah, she had been struggling with it for months, probably. Oh, your father never loved you. What? Like that's. <sighs> yeah. It's hard to accept that. Absolutely. But we learn a little bit after that that her name means a reason to live. And so even at her, her lowest point there, uh, which I, I, I'd say is right, right after her meeting with her dad there, even then she, well, or I, I believe she, she, she always had that reason to live um, mm. in, in Natsuru and, and in Utah. I think it's thanks to them that she, she was able to go on, kind of. Would you argue that Natsuru kind of became her reason to live? Yes, or or at least part. I, I think Yuta still remains uh, right. part of it as well. Yeah, but but it, it's Natsuru, family, absolutely. You know, like yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she exactly. even says that he became part of her family. Right. So they are her only family at that mm-hmm. point. At the end, by, like by the end of the story. So yeah, I think it's both of them, and yeah, and both of them are are huge factors, kind of. Yeah, so you, I mean, you could argue that a theme about uh, what a theme from her story is family is a reason to live for yeah um despite her <laughs> terrible family circumstance right yeah actually yeah that is kind of funny but i mean yeah the, the family that she has left she and the family, family that she finds yeah yeah they are worth living for agree that's beautiful and I love how in the end it's Ria who breaks the silence by calling Natsuru. They'll have their happy ending. I guess. <laughs> I I'm I'm sure they will. Oh yeah, sure. I don't mind how the story ends. I think it it, it ends somewhat satisfyingly. But also I would have really liked some sort of epilogue. Not like and then they're married. Like I mean I, mean, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would like that, but that yeah. seems like we're kind of fast forwarding the story a little bit too much. It would have been really, <laughs> really satisfying if they were to meet again face to face, older, something like that. I, I kind of thought that would have been really nice to see. Uh, maybe too cliche, but how is that really any different than a, than a bit of a phone call? <laughs> I don't know. And, and it's not like I need to see. You know, Natsuru as a soccer star yet. Yeah, I, th- I just think in a longer epilogue, uh, maybe farther in, in the future would have been nice, but... That's fair. That's fair. I think maybe I felt a little similarly um, the first time I read this last year. Because I, I, I remember that there was something about the ending the last time I read it, or the, the first time I read it, that that I wasn't perfectly satisfied with however on on the reread today i i absolutely loved the way this ended it's open enough to make it well kind of to leave you wanting more in a way that i kind of enjoy the tease of while at the same time i think it's still clear enough that you know well the the last uh, speech bubble literally says we'll see each other again and i think there's a massive amount of hope in there we'll see each other again just imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and personally, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yes, there, there is a massive amount of hope. Yeah, mm. there is a massive amount of hope. 
and I do think there is, you know, something poetic about leaving it at that point. Although I don't know, I guess my thing is how with this story, I don't know how much how well it fits, really, because I I guess one could argue that no matter the distance, they're still family, and that even though they're not seeing each other, they they you know still are. But I still feel like meeting up again would have been, even briefly, would have been a good, satisfying way to end it. But again, maybe that was too cliche. I'm not the I'm not the author, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but that that that, that is that's a fair opinion to have. Next, let's talk about Natsuru Nanao, a boy from Tokyo. Girls don't tend to talk to. Not to do uh, much in school because of an unfortunate uh, moment of slight distress, I suppose, that he had as a kid or earlier in the semester or whenever it was. Um, he He's a bit of an awkward kid. I don't know about girls not talking to him much. I think I think he had he could have had plenty of chances, but he's only 11. Exactly. He's only 11. <laughs> he's only 11. Like, for some reason, these girls are already like, I don't. I don't know when when it's typical for girls or guys to start really uh, thinking about the opposite sex or whatnot. But for for some reason, these girls in his school were were really like Himigawa, really going after him. And I think that's the whole reason why he didn't end up talking to any girls is because he messed up with her. Yeah, and I I believe she also kind of had like she she was I guess a quote unquote popular girl who probably had enough influence to make make it so that the other girls would also kind of ignore him or not want to associate with him. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mean that, that that that's a whole reason really for mm-hmm. things being the way they are with with Natsuri and and, and girls. <laughs> right, right. Because otherwise, I think he'd be a very popular kid. Fair. I mean, he he's one of the fastest. I mean, automatically he's up the he's up the food <laughs> food chain in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, he he loves soccer, um, and he's a fast runner. But they got a new soccer coach because the previous one got cancer. First off, let me just say about the soccer coach guy. I mean, look, I I get like being serious about the sport, but they're they're young, like. I don't know. I I personally don't like it when adults take things too seriously with the kids. Yeah. I mean, granted, I can get pretty when it's a game. I can get pretty invested into it, but I'm not gonna start like yelling at the kids. Like mm-hmm. the only thing I I'm just gonna be serious about it. <laughs> but I'm not gonna like if I was a coach, I wouldn't yell at the kids or tell the kids, oh, you know, you're you're not very good or. You know, you're mm-hmm. a, born in March, so that's a dis- disadvantage. <laughs> like, what kind of garbage is that? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And yeah, it, it becomes so apparent, too, when, like, we know that soccer is Natsuru's passion. Like, it's his main mm-hmm. hobby. Like, he loves, he loves soccer. But this new coach just drained all of that fun out of it for him. Yeah. And, yeah, I, 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 hate, I hate when people have that effect on, on people's interests like that. Right, right. So, it it's interesting to compare Natsuru's own struggles with what Ryo is going with. I mean, it, they don't seem comparable, really. But, you know, all our struggles are different. 
And for Natsuru, this is something that was you know, really eating at him. Something that he loved was suddenly becoming not enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's certainly, certainly not great. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And, well, maybe a little bit about his family. He calls his mom by her name, uh, Ritsuko. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know it happens. It's not strange, perhaps, but I, I I always kind of react a little bit extra when I notice a kid calling or referring to their parents by their name. Yeah, well, usually it's like the mom is their stepmom or adopted mother huh. or something like that. But no, <laughs> this is his real mom. Yeah. Who, who, by the way, he needs her boobs. Like, what the freak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. Uh, Is that normal? I, I don't think so. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little weird. I definitely also thought that was kind of, kind of weird. I guess families have their quirks. Every every uh, clear, uh, clearly, but that was a little. That was a little much. It's yeah. like, mom, please control your son. <laughs> Yeah, he needs to stop doing that before he's before he's too old. <laughs> yeah, because then it's gonna get really weird. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's a struggling light novel writer, and his father has passed away. Yeah. It was revealed that his dad was the one who gave him his name Natsuru, because mm. when he was born, he was very small and sick. And the doctors said that he, if he was survived until summer, he would be fine. And that's because, yeah, yeah, and that, that was the reason for his name, which means, like, summer and stay, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Natsuru also obviously starts to develop romantic feelings for uh, Ryo. And even though I believe, yeah, as I said before, Ryo had definitely, I believe, had feelings first... Natsuru started developing them as well, and it it was on the day of the festival that he fully, I I think, realized or recognized those feelings that that he had fallen in love with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, even after he had, I guess, come to terms with that or with those feelings, kind of what I was talking about before about how he he didn't know how to deal with that princess girl in his class, like when she yeah like wanted to give him chocolates like he ran away mm-hmm. similarly he ran away also from Rio when her secrets were revealed to him and he yeah uh, out of distress i believe he he ran away because he didn't know how to handle the situation just the way he is i i suppose well, i mean yeah i mean I, I i don't blame him for doing that i think that's not a unreasonable reaction yeah especially for a kid mhm uh, curious to get your thoughts on how he basically kind of defends Dio at school uh, oh, yeah. with the slapping of Himegawa. And then even after that, I guess he got into a few fights. Right. Yeah. I. That's, so the thing is, I don't think Himegawa necessarily, like, like when, when she said the things that she said in that scene to Ryo. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was trying to be mean. Oh, really? Hmm. Or I don't know. I I mean, I think it was classic, you know, oh, I'm going to pretend to be nice, but I'm also going to like slot, softly poke and 
because clearly she was jealous that she he she was spending time with Natsuru, who wouldn't even give her the time of day. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, actually, that that's a good point. Yeah, it may actually just be that, but I also kind of felt like maybe. I mean, because they are all just kind of kids after all, and I sort of when I read it, I kind of got the feeling that it may not come from a bad place except for for her to feel a bit superior in the situation. I think that's something that she may have kind of gotten off on in a way. Mm -hmm. But besides that, it may not have been mean-spirited. However, I, I kind of forgot about the time that she saw them on the festival where she definitely seemed to get very upset about that. So with that in mind, yeah, maybe it was kind of to be mean on purpose after all. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Like, she definitely veils the, the her comments uh, as since as being someone being sincere, uh, but just kind of the experience <laughs> in previous manga works. It just seems like that was what she was trying to get at. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. But kids are brutally honest. Uh, That's whether true they. Too. <laughs> Whether they mean to be or not. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's something to be said there. Yeah. But I, so I don't know, but at the same time, I don't know if I agree with Natsuru slapping or hitting people. Uh, right. I mean, obviously he, what he did was wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think they all acknowledge that. But... The fact that he continues to do it, do it and his mom doesn't, mom apologizes, but doesn't really scold him or say much about it. Ah, I don't know. I think I'm not expecting him to be, you know, smacked in return. Of course not. Mm. But I am. I, I, I don't think that should be encouraged. Yeah. Like, let's. Let's try to talk things out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you about that. At the same time, he's a kid, and I guess, yeah, it's yeah, kids are kids. But at the same time, though, yeah, like it, it definitely shouldn't, should never be encouraged violence. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like I, I respect his uh, sense of justice kind of yes and yes. and his dedication to rio and and all of that is respectable but but yeah like violence is never the answer it's just ugh, i don't know um hey not to do have i got a book for you <laughs> yeah. have i got a great epic for you my friend do you <laughs> like vikings exactly <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah, yeah, I think he would need to read Vinland Saga. <laughs> maybe, maybe when he gets a bit older. <laughs> but he's still a kid, and the time skip, not a whole lot of time has happened. I mean, he's just barely getting into middle school. Middle school. So mm. it, it wasn't a whole lot of time. Yeah. So I guess I could see why he'd still behave that immaturely. Uh, right, um, precisely. But like you said, I really do appreciate his sense of justice. And, I mean, he he does really love Leo. So yeah. it, it's, it's obvious to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of that, I, when they're 
when they've run away and they're at like the beach area um and they're talking about the dreams Leo's like, oh, I wanted to be a bride or something like that. He's like, who's bride? Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing he says. <laughs> I love, I love that. Yeah, it's very, very cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I actually, I liked how even though he was the one who ran away, you know, when her secrets came out, uh, he was also the one to come back to them and to suggest that they run away together. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was also very sweet, and also kind of, well, fitting for his characters to to suggest that they run away, since up to, before that point we had seen him run away from situations two times already. Obviously, this is good point. This, this would be on a much grander scale than those two times, but but still, yeah. I thought it was it was fitting still. Yeah, it's very that yeah, is very interesting. Like his way of coping with mm-hmm. difficult situations is just to run away. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but but he's not like a chicken or anything like that. I guess I don't know. It's yeah. it's interesting. Escapism somehow. Yeah, escapism. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, we uh, did we mention that he didn't go to the soccer camp? Uh, no, we have we haven't talked about that now. Before the them running away, that was his big moment. Uh, kind of because his passion for soccer is just gone, and you know his his favorite soccer teacher wouldn't be there mm-hmm. and various other things. He decided not to go. Yeah. I don't know what I want to say about that, but that was just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just an interesting mm. point in his escapism. Definitely. I guess this is a good chance to talk about Okada real quick. Yes. So Okada is the, is the coach that he had beforehand, mm. you know, just really a, a, a fun guy who uh, <laughs> just wants to, you know, make sure the kids have fun. Yeah, just have fun. <laughs> right, and that probably is what instilled the passion for soccer in Yusuke. Not Yusuke, sorry. Not Sudo. <laughs> I don't know where Yusuke came from. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was worried that this character would die, but they did not. Well, maybe he does, like, a day after the story ended or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe, he, maybe he could have. That's why we need an epilogue. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's interesting to see these parental figures kind of fail in one way or another for these young children. And not necessarily fail because of their own mistakes, obviously. For example, Natsuru's actual father wasn't there it was there for him as, as he was growing up but mm. that was a no fault of his own it was just this sick sickness he had yeah and i think in some way his feelings about that somewhat projected towards okada and his fight with cancer and losing someone who is so important to him i think was really unsettling for yeah. him right yeah i i don't think i really thought about it that deeply in that like about this character but yeah yeah i agree it probably reminded him of of those kind of sorrows i guess in a way or could have right i mean he does mention that he didn't actually know his father and that sort of thing right but at the same time i i think he you do kind of look for that fatherly figure in some in some aspect yeah and to be fair okada didn't have a whole lot or not, not really much of a role or any screen time in the story, but I still think it was something in the back of his mind the, the entire way as 
he tries to cope with, you know, do I really love soccer? Hmm. What, you know, what's going on with things around my life and whatnot. For sure. And I actually think that ties into the title of the book, if you don't yes. mind me moving on to that. No, please do. Uh, the God's Lie. Now, this is a talking point that wasn't brought up until the very end of the book where his mom mentions it, that the, the God's Lie. And, and basically, it, to me, it seems to be implying that these adult-like figures who have all these responsibilities and seem perfect and love us unconditionally like some people would attribute to a god are godlike people to these children you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes the gods lie sometimes adults lie in certain ways to not hurt us not hurt the children yeah right and they do so because they love us yeah it's a very interesting way of looking at it uh, because that also goes to Neo's father and the lies he told. Yeah. Were they out of love? That's the question. That, that's the thing. Like, I guess you, one could argue that at, at some layer of the selfishness and just giving up, uh, there could be a bit of love there in that he didn't want to tell them the truth that I don't love you or I don't care for you, you know, mm. uh, in that way. So yeah. it's, 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 it's somewhat of a stretch, but it, I think that maybe that's what makes it so poetic and profound is that uh, these lies kind of keep us from being hurt further or something like that. But in the end, I mean, obviously Leo was hurt deeply, so didn't didn't right. really matter. I, I don't think he spared her of any pain whatsoever. No, not not at all. Like, like it's actually, it's interesting. Um, I think the like the parental figure thing, like having that kind of, uh, as you mentioned, being like the god in uh, in the title of the story, and how it's, or at least traditionally, like a, a parental figure who whose lies can be compared to the the, the god's lies. I, th- I think that that makes sense, and that might actually be exactly the way it should be interpreted. But the way I the way I read it here was just kind of in general, every character, regardless of what role they have in relation to other people in their lives, uh, could be could be compared to the reason why the gods lie, which is because they it will f- for love, because. At least the way I saw it, kind of, I think every character in the story, even the children, they lie because of love. Because it's the best they can do. Because it's the best they can do, and they and they do so because of love in one way or another. And maybe in my opinion, Rio's dad is the exception. <laughs> but I'm sure there, you know, people can have good arguments probably for us to like why or to to justify his lies says love as well but i don't know man (laughs) well and i think another factor to this is that the kids want to be lied to in this in this circumstances like we want the gods to lie to us uh, because it gives us hope it gives us something to keep living for keep on living Hmm. and i think in in dio's case she did not want to give up on that lie she knew it was a lie i think yeah like, right deep down, deep down. Mm-hmm. 
she she knew it had to be a lie but she kept on believing um she wanted to believe those lies were true and i think there is there is something profound in that but at the same time it's like we also have to come to reality <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know that the these lies are just not the truth and uh we have to accept that uh so it's interesting give and take kind of situation yeah no man and i also think it's a it's a good lesson in a way mm-hmm. it kind of teaches the importance of i guess of seeing the truth in in places where one might not necessarily want to mm. Mm. because the only way we can process our grief is by recognizing it you know mm. that's a that's a good point so a- another instance of the gods lying is Okada. This is where it kind of ties together f- for me. Oh, yeah. In that he says to Natsuru that, oh, I'll be back and we can ha- play soccer again and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. But I think it turns out that's a lie. <laughs> I believe so, yeah. And actually, so you see a panel when they're, they're talking about that concept of the gods lie and it gives a few examples of those who you know, those gods who have lied, it shows Okada. And I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't die, does he? Uh, No, you know, not, not, at least not in these pages. He doesn't die maybe a a year or so afterwards, who knows? But at that moment, that lie that Okada told, I think was something that Natsuda desperately wanted to believe and give him the hope, the reassurance to keep going and keep playing soccer and, and keep, uh, I guess being happy in that in that sense. Yeah. And then one final one is that his actual father. We already mentioned him a little bit, but you know him saying that if you're a good boy and listen to your mother, the gods will see and I'll get better. I mean, yeah. Oh gosh, like if I was in the situation as as the father, you know, I don't like the idea of you know lying, <laughs> lying. Mm. But I also feel like I would maybe say something very similar. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. especially if it would help my wife <laughs> yeah. uh, at all. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Santa Claus. We say, oh, be a good boy and Santa will bring presents. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially that, yeah. <laughs> but it's sad and I wish it, it wasn't the case that he he died. But uh, like his mother said, it was be- he, he did it because he loves him very much. And hmm. um, sometimes those little white lies are just, there to yeah to make us feel love to uh give us hope and whatnot mm-hmm. now i'm not advocating for lying we all just lie to each other and, and whatnot. <laughs> but life but life's complicated you know i mean yeah the recent spy family volume is a good uh, example of that <laughs> just kidding but uh yeah li- life's complicated and i think it's foolish to look at it at black and white um, and just say lying altogether is bad. Now, telling the truth can really help out a lot, so don't don't take that for granted. But I yeah. think in in the instances that were shown here, not all of them, but most of them, I think lying saved them a lot of grief. My opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's absolutely absolutely. It's it's a strong message in the story, really. Yeah, you know, reading the first three, I mean, I loved it my first time as well. But reading the second time, I, I really get this strong or even stronger 
family, importance of family and mm. a branch of familial love um, through a concept that I didn't really think too much about, uh, you know, these little white lies and right. reasons for living and hope and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I, I find it to be quite profound. It really is. It absolutely is. And, and I agree. I also appreciated those things a lot more on my reread. So, yeah, any, any listener who's only read this once, do read it again. I'm sure you'd yeah. f- find some new things to appreciate. Yeah. But is that all on Natsuru? I think so. Then let's talk a little bit about Yuta, uh, Ryo's little brother. It's the only other character that I wanted to dedicate a little segment to here. And it's nowhere near as, as much as the, as the other two characters, of course. But um, I, love, I love how child-accurate this character is. Like, especially, like, <laughs> a, a little child, like he really is. Yeah. Like, doing all these weird things that I totally might have done myself when I was little, a little kid. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. I, I really think that, like, that the, the manga did, did, did an amazing job portraying that. <laughs> you know, um... <laughs> I thought this on both, like when I first started the story on my, both my read-throughs, I, forgive me, I thought, I, it, well, and not, not that this is a bad thing, but I thought, oh, does he have autism maybe? But by the end, I was like, well, maybe he's just, maybe he is just pretty accurate for a little kid like that. I think so. But again, like having autism, that's not a bad thing, of course. Uh, no, for it's sure. Just, I just wasn't sure if that was like, oh. Hmm. Is that supposed to be a, a thing? I mean, maybe he has uh, autism, but like I, I, I believe, uh, well, depending on the severity of the autism, of course, I believe it does kind of give s- s- some of these traits that, uh, that Utah kind of displays. But mm. I also think, I, I don't think they are abnormal in any sense uh, for little kids that age as well. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm. But he... Named the cat Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> that that was very cute. And yeah, the cat, the cat in general, was just very cute. Yeah. It had to amputate the, the the back foot, by the end. But but it, it could still run. And the book makes a point uh, about there being nothing sad about that. Yeah. What what do you think the comparison there was? Because it shows Dio's dream of. Natsuru playing on a, on a soccer team. Mm. Yeah. The way I kind of viewed it was, I guess, the importance of an optimistic mindset, like a positive outlook on life. Because, well, not only did I read that part kind of in that way, but there was also the, the riddle that Natsuru gave, which was, uh, they shine brighter in the dark, but even when you can't see them, they're still there. What are they? The answer, of course, is supposed to be the stars. But Yuta answered Ryo and Nat Nat. Or, well, Ryo and Natsuru. I believe that shows how much he relies on them during the dark times, kind of. And, mm. and that, that they're strong, even when things are rough. And that they are, at least from Yuta's point of view, they can kind of bring this positivity. Perhaps... Similarly, as to the how, how the book points out that there's nothing sad about the cat only having three legs. I like that. Here, here's something that I thought of was hmm? 
tofu ha- having the limp leg but still like living with it maybe can be a comparison to Dio and Utah having the broken family but still living with it yeah but eventually they let go of that well i mean forcibly tofu has to let go of the leg but yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like they they live yeah. on with it and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with having that you know, that separation or, you know, having a broken family or, you know, mm. the shame of being different in, in that sense. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think that that could be the comparison to be made there. Um, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why it leads into Neo's dream like that. I, I guess, again, it, it, it goes to maybe how she views him as family and, and love and whatnot. Right. Um, Precisely, it could be that, or it could be, I guess, the, well, yeah, either the family tie or the optimistic outlook point, mm. kind of. Uh, mm. I think I think both of these kind of work for this, but either way, uh, it, it's nice. Yeah. But that's all I had on, on Yuta and Tofu. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Tofu was a more important character. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was the reason why they really started to get together they being dio and natsudu so that's true that's that's fair yeah (laughs) yeah that's all i have cool then how yeah i got as you you probably know i gotta ask you uh how are you rating this story on a scale from one to ten um i probably give it an eight which is great it is it is absolutely and i think this is a story i would like to see animated i think yeah it would be interesting to um see a director's take on the storyboard and the growth of these characters and then obviously the the voice acting you know seeing how that would go i i think there's yeah. a, a a lot to be to be gained here from an, an animated movie of some kind right um, they may have to add like a couple things <clears throat> epilogue but i think that <laughs> I think that it, it could totally work a, as a movie. Yeah, like may, maybe a sh- slightly shorter than average movie. Um, if if you could, I, could I, I wouldn't want them to just fill it out with filler for the sake of no, making it like a no. feature length film. But yeah. I mean, however long it it would turn out. Uh, but yeah, I, I I also actually had the thought uh, while reading today that yeah, it would be awesome to see this animated, and. I will say for for my score of this, when I read it the first time last year, I scored it a seven out of ten. Mm. But upon rereading it today, I've bumped it up to an eight. Um, oh, nice! So hey. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely did grow on me. And at some point in the future, not saying it has to be soon, it might be like years in the future, but at some point in the future, I would like to cover the golden sheep uh, on a podcast episode as well, <laughs> kind of like we did with this one um obviously not going to go into spoilers or anything but that one has some some similar themes as this story and it has a i'd say a different kind of heaviness compared to the god's lie which i think would or i I think will make for some interesting discussions um but yeah that's i guess enough on on that one i I, although i will say (laughs) one final final thing i at least Comparing my first read of of each of those uh, series by uh, Kaori Ozaki, I did like the Golden Sheep a bit more, uh, and maybe I still do. Mm. 
Anyway, yeah. I had a blast rereading uh, The God's Light today, though, and talking about it with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a story that I think is a good one to dive, dive deeply in and think about those themes and yeah and whatnot. I mean, we, we cover all kinds of stories on the podcast, uh, from ones that are silly to ones that are you know a little deeper into the uh, mindset, philosophical mindset of things. And I, I really enjoy when we get to get to talk deeply about a, a story like this. Yeah, honestly, yeah, th- th- this one's really, really made for having discussions about. And I, I really appreciate kind of the things that came up today. Uh, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned, but the, the art is very good. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it deserves it, some praise. <laughs> to be fair, like it, it's hard to find a a manga out there that doesn't have great art in some aspect i guess you could find more generic ones but this one i think this one uh stands out just the the character designs are good the settings are very nicely done and yeah i i like it me too Uh, yeah it's beautiful beautiful art beautiful story it's beautiful all around and well i suppose that's all for this week though yeah so, listeners, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at UmamiManga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, UmamiManga, on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about something else. Bye-bye! See you later! But I mean, I, I definitely, I didn't dislike it. It wasn't like, like Ponyo. Oh yeah, I don't even, even me. I don't know if I even want to rewatch it. I mean, maybe I I'll never. do it just for this, for the sake of it. But <laughs> I don't know. The only thing it has going for it is is the animation. That's it. Yeah, honestly. The song is. Oh my gosh! I remember I was living in Japan. Did I tell you this? I was living mm-hmm. in Japan when it came out, and every mall you went to. I mean, oh. this is marketing for you. Every mall you went to, Ponya, Ponya, la, 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 la. Oh, no. no. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs>